Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves from the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Wednesday. You can find myself at StatsSAC on Twitter. You can find the Daily Hammer and all of the great podcasts from Talking Chop, plus all the great written work from Talking Chop at TalkingChop.com, as well as at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. Freddie Freeman was safe. That's where the latest from Atlanta will start, is that Freddie Freeman was safe. Three words that will likely be echoed quite a bit over the next two days as the Braves experience back-to-back off days. And listen, it obviously was an egregious call. The second time this year the Braves have had their chances in a game impacted, significantly impacted, by a missed call at home plate. But that was just one of a few occurrences that certainly made last night one of the unluckiest games the Braves have had this season, though they've had plenty of them, especially earlier in the year. Obviously, the missed call of Freeman at home plate, the questionable ejection, highly questionable ejection of Jock Peterson on a check swing third strike, and then obviously also a bad strike three call on Ozzie Albies during a plate appearance. It was just a night of unlucky occurrences for the Braves. And while that certainly is a takeaway, and it played a big role in the Braves losing their second straight game to the Yankees 5-4, to four, to me, just as much of a significant occurrence was the fact that the Braves were able to overcome all that and at least had a chance to win the game. That, I know, may be a bit of a positive takeaway. It may be looking at the game through rose-colored glasses, but it certainly is a significant occurrence for this Braves team. The reason why is because even going back as recent as a month ago or earlier than that this year, you likely don't see the Braves creating this type of chance, especially against a team as talented as as the Yankees. But at the end of the day, this Braves team, despite all the unlucky occurrences that they ran into last night and the Yankees being able to score runs through home runs as well as good situational hitting, this Braves team fought back They did it against, obviously, one of the better closers in the game in Aroldis Chapman. They were able to to fight back, and though the job was not done, they at least had the chance. Freddie Freeman was at the plate with the bases loaded and two outs. You couldn't ask for a better situation for the Braves to attempt to get the job done. Though it did not occur, it is significant, in my opinion, that this Braves team at least found a way to be able to have a chance to win the game. It shows that this team now is significantly better, significantly deeper, significantly different from where it was less than a month ago. This team now has the ability against 
one of the MLB's best teams and best lineups in the Yankees in a playoff-type situation, they were able to show they had the ability not only to belong, but also to give themselves a chance to win. And I certainly do think that is a big takeaway to look at from this series. On Monday night, another big takeaway was that the pitching of the Braves certainly can hold its own against one of the more potent lineups that they will face when it comes to Major League Baseball. And in a playoff-type scenario, in two games that certainly had playoff fields, Waskar Yanoa showed he certainly can be trusted to go out on the mound and start in a playoff-type atmosphere. That was Monday night. Tonight, the Braves' best when it came to their bullpen. The only bad thing that happened to the Braves' bullpen was one bad pitch by Chris Martin, though that in of itself was the difference in the game. Overall, the best of the Braves' bullpen did more than enough. They did exactly what they were supposed to do against the Yankees' lineup. So there are certainly positives to take away. Yes, I completely agree that there should be reasons to be frustrated. Last night, the Braves had some things that were not in there that they could not control go against them in terms of their chances to win the game. But you have to feel much more confident now than you did even just a few weeks ago, earlier this season, you have to feel more confident now. Whether it's the franchise, the players, fans, whatever it may be, there's a lot more confidence now that even when things outside the Braves' control go against them with what they do control, there's a lot more confidence that the Braves will make the most of that opportunity to give themselves at least a chance to win the game. And when it comes against a team like the Yankees, that's all you can ask for. Yes, it didn't work out, but at the end of the day, you only lost a half game of your five-game lead in the division. You now have two days of rest to regroup and really get back focused on an opportunity to make up more ground with your lead in the NL East, despite a very talented New uh, San Francisco Giants team coming to Atlanta. But yes, the Braves have lost two games in a row, but I do think there is plenty to build off of from those two games, and the Braves can make the most of their back-to-back -back rest days before they welcome the Giants on Friday. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Without a doubt, I think a pretty consensus opinion when it comes to Braves fans is that it's much better when the Braves are playing a game when they're not. But in a rare occurrence in terms of their schedule, the Braves now have back-to-back -back off days, starting day, extending into tomorrow, 
something that they you, you rarely see in terms of the second half of a baseball schedule, but something that certainly could be beneficial, giving pitchers time to rest their arms, allowing for the offense to regroup, allowing the team in general to regroup and get ready as it takes on the Giants and then the Dodgers, two very talented opponents as the Braves continue to look to try to maintain their current lead in the NL East. And of course, that's where the focus will shift now that the Braves are going to have consecutive off days. The focus for Braves fans, I'm sure, will shift to the Phillies and the Mets over the next two days. Entering this first of two, uh, the first day of the next two days, in which the Braves do not play, the Braves currently stand at four and a half games above the Phillies and six and a half games above the Mets. Over the next two days, both the Phillies and Mets will be playing each day. The Phillies will be playing tonight in the second game of their series against the Rays. Last night, they lost 3-1. to one. Tonight, obviously against a talented Rays team, the Phillies will throw out to the mound Zach Wheeler, who certainly has emerged as a true Cy Young contender in the National League. So it'll be very interesting to see how he'll succeed against the Rays. Then on Thursday, the Phillies will welcome the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, on paper, that may seem to be a significant drop-off from the Rays, and you certainly can agree that it is. But just last week, the Phillies were swept by the Diamondbacks in Arizona. That was a big reason why the Braves were able to extend the lead as much as they did as they were going through a manageable part of their schedule and the Phillies were struggling. The, Bra the, the Phillies played the Rays and the Diamondbacks over the next two days. And while it may seem like the much tougher competition will be on Wednesday against the Rays, you certainly have to keep in the back of your mind the Phillies struggled the last time they played the Diamondbacks just last week. When it comes to the Mets, they'll be playing the same San Francisco Giants that'll be arriving in Atlanta on Friday. So you actually have to feel that it makes sense to cheer for the Giants to give the Braves an even bigger lead against the Mets as the Giants finish out their series in New York. Obviously, the hope is, is that over the next few days, the Braves can see their lead grow a little bit more. At the very least, see it not dwindle, especially when it comes to the Phillies. If the Braves can have their lead remain at four and a half games or potentially even grow to maybe five or five and a half games over the next few days, that'll certainly be a great development before the Braves get into another really tough stretch of series as they play the Giants and then right after that play the Dodgers. But of course, the other things to watch, a few other things to watch when it comes to the Braves are potential roster moves that while they may not be officially announced until at the earliest on Friday, there's a couple of roster reinforcements that you do feel are very close to happening for the Braves in terms of both their outfield as well as the rotation. Ian Anderson on Tuesday had a very strong fourth rehab start since he had been out at the start of the second half of the season due to a shoulder injury. Five innings, nine strikeouts, looked dominant, looked like he was more than ready to return to Atlanta, and that's exactly what could happen in the series finale on Sunday against the San Francisco Giants. Though nothing has officially been announced, and there's a chance that that may not occur, it certainly seems like that when Ian Anderson's spot in the rotation comes up again, which would be on Sunday, it would make sense for him to make his return in the series finale against the Giants. 
Though that roster move probably would not officially happen until Sunday, it'll be interesting to see if the Braves make any acknowledgement of that, or at least make the acknowledgement that Ian Anderson's next start will be in Atlanta. When specifically that will be, we'll wait and see, but there should be there should be plenty of indications that the next time Ian Anderson's start takes the mound, it'll be returning to the Braves, and that certainly will be a great development in continuing to make their rotation stronger for the stretch run. Of course, another thing to watch will be outfielder Eddie Rosario, who certainly has been very productive over the past week at Gwinnett. Obviously, the Braves outfield in general has gotten a great boost from Adam Duvall and Jorge Soler and Jock Peterson since the trade deadline. But of course, they also acquired Eddie Rosario for Pablo Sandoval. We've not seen Rosario because he was on the injured list, but he certainly will be a welcome addition to the Braves outfield. He's another bat that can make a significant difference at times, at the very least, should help with the consistency. But the bigger thing is, is that him being on the Braves roster and being available either as a starter or off the bench, in general, it deepens the Braves' plethora of bats that they can use in different situations and makes the bench stronger. The outfield becomes stronger. The bench options become stronger. Eddie Rosario is certainly going to be a nice addition to have in over the stretch run himself. So obviously it's going to be very interesting to see how the Mets and Phillies fare over the over the next two days, hopefully seeing the Braves division lead grow as a result, and then obviously watching what occurs with potential roster announcements in terms of the returns to Atlanta, uh, or the return to Atlanta of Ian Anderson, and obviously the debut of Eddie Rosario. Can't thank you enough for joining us as always here on The Daily Chop. Just one part of the great options when it comes to the Talking Chop Podcast Network. Of course, there's the Talking Chop Podcast with Brad Rowland and Scott Coleman, as well as the Road to Atlanta Podcast with Eric Cole, Matt Powers, and others. You can find all the Talking Chop Podcasts as well as the written content from Talking Chop at TalkingChop.com and at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. My name is Sean Coleman. It's been a pleasure being with you. We'll be right back with you tomorrow here on the Daily Hammer. (laughs) 